Hi, welcome to the Unexpected Experts podcast. This is the Upload Download, a more laid back conversation about our perspectives on any number of topics as an upload to you and the things we are reading, learning and downloading ourselves. Enjoy and thanks for listening. Happy long, Tuesday. Happy Tuesday. Long time no speak, I guess, hey? I mean... Long-ish They time. don't know that we didn't talk for half an hour before this, but... <laughs> True. Well, we, we were chatting for a bit, and then your power went out down yeah. in Okotoks. So Okotoks. We had a we power are. outage. Back online. Who knows what happened? We don't... Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's kind of funny. Like today is Tuesday that we're recording and this is normally the night that we would be at rehearsal and this is the second week, second week. Yeah. Second week, third week with no Tuesday Tuesday night rehearsal, which is kind of bonkers. That's wild. I cannot believe that concert was already two weeks ago. It's just so crazy. Yeah. It's so crazy how your schedule can change just so fast. Yeah. Like now I have no life on a Tuesday night except for recording a podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Tell us how you really feel. (laughs) Uh, Funny. But I get that. And honestly, it's nice to have a night off. It is nice to not have to go to rehearsal and sing for two and a half hours. It is. But I'm the opposite of you where that was my one night (laughs) that I would go out. (laughs) That's totally fair. So (laughs) I'm grieving it. A bit differently than you are, um, which is totally fine and that's hilarious. so funny. Yeah, yeah, I don't. I have no life all the way down here, halfway to Montana. <laughs> you are halfway to Montana. It's true. <laughs> so let's be it's, real. It's uh, I will be sad. I I'm happy for the break. Yes, because um, it is a lot of work. It is a lot of work. It's a lot of work. But it's just it's nice to have. It's not even an excuse to get out of the house. It's more of like a reason that I need to leave. Like, I feel like that's kind of yeah. where I was I was almost at, where it's like I most times, well, I mean, even before us hitting record, I was like, I almost like it took me everything in. It took everything in me to not text you and say, nope, I don't want you tonight yeah. <laughs> because I get to the end of my day and it's like I have zero energy, but once I get going with most things that involve people, my energy levels increase somehow yeah. and it is a good time. So, okay. Are you, I'm wondering now, are you more of an extrovert or an introvert? Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm thinking like yeah, you're yeah, an extrovert yeah. and you recharge around people and people is your way of recharging, then maybe you're an extrovert. Yeah. I am like, I'm borderline. Um, I am an Okay, let me think about this. I am an introverted extrovert. Okay. So I am an extrovert, but I have introvert tendencies, right? I said that right. Yeah. I think so. Um, But I definitely thrive off of being with people for sure. That is, that is, yeah. But like, it also definitely takes it out of me being with people especially more now than ever like since becoming a mom 100 percent. sure yeah um but i definitely need it i know i need it but the introvert in me is like no stay home just curl up in bed and scroll on your phone for four hours before you fall asleep (laughs) (laughs) no 
just suck back a bag of candy uh, and have a ginger ale with some lime juice in it. Um, veg on the couch for a minute. Exactly. Although at the end of a long day with your girls, I'm sure that's the first thing that you want to do is just it's not, just veg. Yeah, for it's just sure. Veg. Yeah, one hundred percent. I mean, I don't get yeah. the motherhood aspect of it. Or the but kids, then, but like, right? But then, like last night, for example, it hit like. Like, so we put the girls down and then Matt and I went and sat, we got new patio furniture. Um, oh yes. I saw your, uh, your story about that. Yeah. And so we went and sat on our furniture. I mean, we've had it for a while, but it's just kind of not been in the books to just go and sit on it together. But, um, yeah. And we, it was like probably, I don't know, eight thirty. He was doing a Duolingo lesson. He's trying to learn Dutch. Um, oh, cool. a boy. Yeah. And so he was doing his Duolingo lesson for eternity. And I was like, hang out with me. <laughs> <laughs> um, and eventually we like cracked open um, heads up on his phone and played a couple rounds of that, which was fun. But then I got like super energized from it and I needed to beat his score. And yeah, anyways, it just was getting a little bit out of hand. And then all of a sudden it was 10 o'clock and we were like, we should Man. go to bed. Yeah. So. That's I'm a night owl, but I'm not living the life style currently that is conducive to being a night owl. <laughs> that's yeah, that's fair. Okay. You're a night owl, but you're also you also have responsibilities. Yeah, yeah. I also have two children who are currently waking me up in the middle of the night <laughs> every night. Um yeah, so it is what it is. Yeah. But. I get the introverted thing like the introverted extroverted thing. Cause I'm on the yeah. opposite end. Like I'm right. an extroverted introvert. Right. So I'm definitely an introvert, but I have the capacity to turn on totally. the extroversion yeah. and be the life of the party and be that charismatic person. Mm-hmm. But I definitely need my time at the end of the day mm-hmm. to recharge and not yeah. be around anyone. Totally. Um, but I can definitely turn it on that way. Mm-hmm. It's so interesting. I think like, I mean, and I guess obviously there are people who are just like strictly introverts and strictly extroverts. Yeah. But it's just so interesting. Like I would have pegged you probably before you lived by yourself, I would have pegged you as an extrovert over an introvert. Totally. And yeah. now that you're an in, and now that you're an introvert, um, and now that you have no roommates, I'm like, oh yeah, I can totally see that you're an introvert. And you're able to swing into your extrovert self. Yeah. And like when I was in college, I definitely thought I was an extrovert because I was around so many people that I got along with. Ah. And I didn't realize that that was like the adaptable part of my personality that was taking over Mm -hmm. that would turn on the extroversion. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. Anyway, Mm. crazy. So interesting. But, uh, yeah. yeah. Speaking well, of. <laughs> speaking of. No, it has nothing to do with no, it. No, no. <laughs> we were going to talk about relationships. <laughs> <laughs> Which I mean, I guess it's good to know what you are in relation to someone that you might that get involved is true. with. Because Absolutely. if they are the polar opposite of you, it can make or break a relationship. It can be really good, even yeah. if they are polar opposite. But. It can definitely be really difficult. It can be that 
that tug of war totally i want to stay at home and i want to go out yeah i want to go and see people and i don't want to see nobody yeah 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 and like caveat to the people caveat i don't know if that's the right word but i'm going with it um that's okay we are not relationship experts (laughs) and so we just we're brainstorming about some of the things that we could talk about um and relationships sort of came up just that we've both had um you know a a healthy uh history of relationships um I said that with like such a weird tone to it. Healthy history of relationships. <laughs> we, yeah, we just, we, yeah, we both have some people that we've dated in the past and yeah. we've definitely learned from those relationships and grown from those relationships. Um, and you said it best, like before we came on here, just that um, people, I don't know, you say it, say it again, just say what you said before all over yeah. again, exactly um, word for word. <laughs> I <laughs> verbatim go. Um, <laughs> my thought with like relationships is that if you're in a relationship, if you're not in a relationship, if you're in um, a different relationship, anything like that, that your experience is your experience for sure. But mm-hmm. even listening to people talk about their own relationships and their own understanding of what it means to be in a relationship and also to be single. Mm-hmm. And that that is also a perfectly valid option. Mm-hmm. Um, hearing other people's experiences can help you validate your own experience and can right. can help maybe speak to the problems that you're having in your relationship or mm-hmm. the difficulties that you're having with maybe being single and ha- and being able to accept that and right. all of the stuff with relationships, which is, um, I don't know, I'm, I'm going a little more into like a little off That's of fine. what I said earlier, but um. I'm just thinking now, like societally, we are told that once you are in a relationship, then you'll be happy. And mm. then once you're in that relationship, you got to stay in that relationship to keep right. being happy. And then to really get true happiness, then you got to get married. Right. But then you really won't know full happiness until you have children. Mm. And then true, like ultimate happiness comes from when those children have children. Right. And it's, it's this <laughs> whole thing. It's, it's like milestone after milestone that we're expected to achieve right. in order to maintain this sense sure. of happiness and fulfillment. And absolutely, happiness and fulfillment can come from those things for sure. Um, but that's not the only way to feel happy and fulfilled no. in life. No. It's and not that's the not, only way that's by not a, a long sole shot. reason to get into a relationship either. Not is, at all. Is to try yeah. and find that happiness, I would say anyways. Um, I think... It's super duper cliche, but I feel like so many times I heard growing up that like you need to be um, just like confident in yourself and by yourself before you get into a relationship. Because if you um, don't have that in and of yourself, then adding another person to the equation isn't going to help it. In fact, it could just make it more difficult. It could make it more murky um, and just overall not a great time. And I definitely have (laughs) relationships where that is like very obviously a true sentiment, I guess. Like, sure. Um, yeah, I think it's hard. I mean, finding a person that you can check all the boxes, you can find that compatibility with, you can, um, just like be yourself with can be very, very difficult. And, um, 
yeah, I mean, I think that it's really easy to kind of get clouded by, oh, they have this quality, but they don't have that quality. Um, like I remember one person that I was in a relationship with and they were pretty, pretty like not confident that they wanted to get married one day, um, and less confident that they wanted to have kids. And Mm. for me, I was like, oh, kids are like a non-negotiable for me. Like I will absolutely have kids one day. Um, and then this person like kind of came around on the whole marriage thing and expressed that they could maybe get married one day, but they wouldn't want to have like a big wedding. Um, they could be happy with just like eloping or something. And I was like, oh man, like, I don't know if I could wrap my head around that. Just like having, or even having like a what's it called? A destination wedding. And I was just like, oh man, that just like limits the number of people that can come to my wedding. And it's not like I wanted a massive wedding. I just wanted to make sure that it was accessible to all the people in my life that were important Mm. to me to have at my wedding. Yeah. Because you want to celebrate with the people that totally. you love and that you Absolutely. want in your life to support you in the marriage yeah. that you're committing to. Totally. So yeah. anyways, that was a, a bit of a tangent, but um, yeah, it's, it is very interesting sort of reflecting back. And I said to you before we hit record <laughs> that I feel like there's relationships in my past that I just have blocked out. And <laughs> yeah. I mean, sure. there, I was thinking about one randomly the other day um, and I couldn't even remember his name. <laughs> um and I mean he won't ever listen to this nor would anyone know who it was but it just is funny that and it wasn't a bad relationship mind you it wasn't it was just a relationship that very quickly ran its course and was not gonna go any longer than it needed to and yeah it's just funny anyways Yeah, those those stories definitely happen for sure. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, okay, we both got what we needed out of this thing, <laughs> and maybe we didn't need it anyway. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, going back to like the beginning of mm-hmm. like pre relationships. Um, did you like growing up? Did you were your parents like you're not allowed to date until you're this age? Did you have that rule? Oh, I don't know. I don't think so, but I don't know that that was like a parenting thing so much as it was like a Christian school and church thing. Okay. Interesting. That like you should probably be 16 or 18. I don't know that that like any of those numbers were actually said. Okay. But I never really dated anybody until like college. Okay. Um. Like, I also went to a really small school, and you know the school that I went yeah. to. Um, and I was kind of an awkward kid in school, and, <laughs> you know, I had, like, this long crush, like, my whole high school life, and couldn't ever get over it. And it, I was just, like, the hopeless, depressed, little, <laughs> awkward, romantic kid. Were there people, <laughs> like, were there lots of people around you that were dating in high school? Oh, Yeah. Yeah, a lot for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was it, it was it was just crazy. It was such a different experience. Um, 
I don't know, like being in a Christian school, I think, versus something like a public school. Sure. Where the class sizes were a lot smaller. So that definitely played right. a part. A lot smaller. Like I graduated from a class of 22. So you mm-hmm. know everybody. Mm-hmm. And everybody knows everything about everybody. And I don't know. It it was just different. I think if I had that more bigger, like public school school experience, then it would have been different. But being in such a tight, like intimate group, um dating in high school just like wasn't an option for me. Right. Like none of the girls in my class liked me. And that's fine. Right. And that's okay. Yeah. Um, but so many people that I went to school with in different grades, like around me, they all met their wife or husband in high school and they're still oh, really? married and they have kids. Yeah. Like wow. there's, there's quite a few like high school sweetheart stories. Huh. And I'm like, that's great. I never had that. Yeah. Um, and I know a lot of people have that and I think that's great, but I never had that. That's not my experience. And mm. I know that's also not your experience either. Nope. Um, but you know, I think if that happens, that's terrific. I think that's beautiful. If yep. you have your high school musical love story, then that's <laughs> cute. I mean, are Troy and Gabriella still together? We don't know. I don't know. Um, my girlfriend and I were talking about this the other day. I have not seen any of the high school musical movies, <gasps> and I really have no desire to. Oh. Because <laughs> when I was in high school, I was this like depressed little awkward kid. And also I just don't care for musicals too much. Okay. So I, I mean, know. you're obviously not a Zac Efron fan, and that's fine. <laughs> I am a Zac Efron documentary fan. He has a oh, really good my documentary goodness. series. So out, good. We started watching season two the other day. It's so good. Yeah. It's so good. Um, yeah, I think I mean I had a similar experience to you in junior high, but then our school only went to grade nine. And then we went to like mo- well, most of us went to public schools. Um, and my public school experience like grade 10, I was out at a completely different school. Mm. And one of the guys that used to go to my junior high somehow randomly bumped into him at this school that I was like, whoa, haven't seen you in years. And he had had a crush on me in like junior high. And so I was very caught off guard by seeing him again and also sort of had the Uh. (laughs) heebie-jeebies. Yeah, it was weird. Anyways, And then I switched schools for grade 11 and 12 um, back to Calgary. And yeah, like it just wasn't even a thing. And then somehow I weirdly reconnected with someone from junior high in my grade 12 year. And we started dating. And that was my first relationship. We started dating. I don't like, I honestly don't even know how we started talking again. Like I have zero recollection because he went to a different high school than I did. Okay. Um. And yeah, we like, yeah, started dating. Um, and then I, I asked him to go to grad with me. He didn't ask me to go to grad with him because he had already asked someone else, which I was like, this is Uh weird. (laughs) And then we broke up before grad, but he still came with, I think. Anyways, it was just super random and so weird. And yeah. And I know a few things about him now and he's married and has at least one kid now and i'm like yeah there's no way like we're so different (laughs) yeah 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 so it's just very fascinating but that was i was 18 my first relationship and it lasted like i don't know maybe six months tops right 
And that might be generous, but yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and didn't we meet when you were in high school? No, I guess when we were both in high school, that's where we first met. Um, I would have been graduated. Yeah. So you, yeah, you were in grade 12 when I was in grade 11. Yeah. I was graduated when I started dating uh, yeah. who shall not our, be named. our friend, a <laughs> <our> mutual acquaintance. <laughs> I don't want to, I don't, I mean, none of like, yeah, anyways. Yeah. He was also not a bad person, just no, not going to name names. <laughs> so yeah, it's fine. Um, yeah. I was, yeah, I was graduated because um, we started dating, we started dating December of the year after I graduated. Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. So you you were in like the first semester of high school when I yeah. started dating him. Yeah. Yeah. Damn. What a time. <laughs> what a time. What a different life, mm-hmm. honestly. And actually, Crazy. I was in my first year of Bible college that September. And I started, I was like, I'm not going to bridal college. I'm going yeah. to Bible college. Like, <laughs> I'm not here to meet a guy. I'm here to learn about Jesus. Yeah. And I walked in the front door. Granted, this is a Bible college that my mom went to um, as a young adult and my grandma went to as a young adult. No kidding. Mm -hmm. And so I was like sort of destined slash had to tend it because I had to keep the tradition going. Right. I have pretty low hopes that it will still be alive by the time Parker <laughs> is college <laughs> age, but we'll see. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I walked in the front doors of the school and it was like a movie. I like walked in the front doors of the school and there was this guy and I was just like big hard eyes. He's so good looking. Oh blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Um, immediately was like, holy crap. And within, I don't know when we started dating. It wasn't very long though before we started dating. That's so funny. And like high like college musical instead of oh, high yeah, school. Yeah, right. Exactly. Bridal college musical. Bridal college go. musical. And we yeah. dated for a couple months and then I don't know, it was just like one of those like once you make it past the first few months and you really start to get to know the person and and it was not for me. And so we yeah. broke up and then he ended up not coming back the second semester. It was very dramatic. Um, Awkward. Yeah. It. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe I broke his heart. I'm not sure, but <laughs> he's doing fine now. Um, and then that was when I sort of like broke up with him because this other person that we both know who had ditched me to date this other girl for a number of months maybe a year or so and I was so mad at him for doing that because we were there's so much I could say about that relationship (laughs) we like grew up together and it was like at the point where it was reasonable for us to date and then he just like fully did a 180 and started dating this other girl and it broke my heart oh man and then I dated this guy in my first little bit of Bible college and then they broke up this other guy and his girlfriend. Yeah. Um, they broke up and then I was like, Oh my gosh, she's available. And so not only was my relationship with this guy at Bible college, not going great. This other guy was finally available and wanted right. to date me now. Like, and so 
the timing was meant right? to be. <laughs> so I was like, hey, gotta go. Bye. Oh, hey, how's it going? Like it was it was pretty bad. It was like Hilarious. back to back. Um, but yeah. Man. Memories. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Like my whole college dating life was it was almost nothing. Like I dated one girl and we went up for like eight or nine months. And then we both realized, kind of like what you were saying, like when you really get to know the person, yeah. then you realize that you're like you're not meant to be together. Yeah. Um, for us, it, it was sort of a similar thing, but she was like, God wants me to be a missionary. And I was like, mm. I don't want to be a missionary. <laughs> and then that was it. And it right. was like tearful and whatever. But I was like, okay, we're both better. Not off really, yeah, not, not really a way around it at that yeah. point. Yeah. Yeah. But That's like that was nice. that was about it for me in college. Like mm-hmm. it was it was just one girl for nine months. That mm-hmm. was it. Mm-hmm. Although I did have for sure like two other girls that were really interested in me. Mm-hmm. Um, one of them, my goodness, it it was just too much. She was way too intense, mm-hmm. and I was so thrown off and like I just I was not attracted to her and I just didn't Aww. care but she was like she just wanted to so bad and I'm like nope no nope. you're coming on way too strong that's funny and then this other girl it was somebody that like lived in res with us and <laughs> I remember like hanging out with her one time and we were we were getting along great and then we had this I think we like hung out in the back hall of the res building so like in the communal staircase and she was like god told me that we're supposed to be together i'm like uh no (laughs) he didn't tell me (laughs) he didn't tell me and b that's weird yeah don't be weird yeah and i was like nope that's it bye i feel like i remember you telling me about that one i'm trying to remember if i can think of who it is but it doesn't matter i don't think you would know who it is i don't even i think i remember her name funny yeah it's it's pretty yeah it's pretty hilarious did you have any like weird like bible college specific type things like that like where people would say oh god told me this or like it was really hyper spiritualized or anything no 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 the one like the guy that i (laughs) the guy that i referenced at the beginning that was the only guy that i dated and i I mean, maybe I was naive, but I don't think that there was anyone else that was interested in me during Bible college years, nor right. I was interested in them. There might have been. I don't really remember, um, but certainly not not at Bible college. No. No one no one did any weird hoodoo things to me, that's for sure. They were like, I just need to pray with you, but in the back of their mind, like, I just want to hold her hands. <laughs> oh, I don't like that. <laughs> nope. I don't care for that. I regret Yikes. saying it. <laughs> that sucks. Um, yeah. yeah, that's crazy. Okay. What about like other, maybe other like fun or oh, maybe not fun. That's probably not the right word. Maybe like <laughs> Where are you going interesting with this? <laughs> or like different or kind of weird relationship stories. Like anything, anything that you've got, like first thing that comes to your mind. Um, okay. So this guy that I legit could not remember his name. Um, I was thinking about, I'm like, I, first of all, I don't even know how it happened. Funny story is that the guy that I dated in Bible college was the nephew. How do I say this with, like, I'm just trying to think, okay, here's the aunt and uncle 
Okay. Everybody close your eyes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the aunt and uncle. And the uncle has this nephew that I dated in Bible college. And the aunt has this nephew that I dated later on. Oh, weird. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah, so yeah. So I dated, I guess, the, I don't, they're not cousins because it's from different sides of the family. But right. they have the same aunt and uncle if that, that makes like sense cousins once removed type of thing or no, no? i don't work? i don't think that there's any sort of relation with them because i think cousin once removed is like your cousin's kids or something i don't know i can't remember how it works right anyways so yeah this this i i honestly have zero like memory of how we started talking i don't know I, yeah, I honestly, I'd, I'd really have to think about how I started to talk. I'd have to ask my sister. She, she might remember. Um, but you get her on for the next episode and, and give <laughs> exactly, us the, the dirty deets. Exactly. <laughs> but I just remember like it came very quickly. Like we hung right. out and it was, it moved faster than I anticipated it would. He was starting his, um, like a journeyman certificate and it was either he could go to Sate and move here or he could go to Nate and move to Edmonton. He lived kind of in between the two places. Um, and he, because we were dating was like, I'm going to move to Calgary and go to Sate. And I was like, and it was kind of at the point where it was far enough into our relationship that I was like already kind of like, Ooh, I don't know if this is going to last like I don't think that this is a like a relationship seriously worth pursuing but then all of a sudden he was like I'm gonna move to Calgary and I was like, oh. <laughs> like <laughs> this is too much and of course because he moved here all he knew really was his aunt and uncle and me and so we hung oh, out man. so much yeah. that it just was like okay, we must end this relationship. And so, I mean, he, I think he finished his certificate here. He might've transferred and gone to Nate. I'm not really sure, but, um, it just, it became like too much too fast for me. And I was mm. like, see you later. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was kind of my, like my off putting relationship. I also, I guess I have too many. This is so bad. Um, I, dated a guy if my sister's listening she might laugh she might roll her eyes i'm not sure what her reaction would be we'll find out when she texts me after she listens to it erica um, if you listen to this let us know in the comments <laughs> on the, on the um, Instagram post. <laughs> uh so we were supposed to this is like flashback to 2010 okay i think um maybe 2011 no i think it's 2010 Anyways, um, the sister to the guy that I dated that we have in common mm -hmm. was getting married in Victoria and I was invited to the wedding. We had broken up by this point, um, but I was like very good friends with the family and I was like, I'm still going. Um, and my sister was invited to go and... So we were trying to figure out how to get there because like I'm a, I was only 21 maybe at the time. And um, so we were trying to figure out we couldn't really afford to fly, to drive, 
just the two of us was like a bit, I think my mom probably was like not super pumped about that or something. Right. Um, yeah. And so we were trying to figure out anyways, all long story short, my sister ended up having emergency surgery was not Ooh. able to she, like her doctor was like the, or the surgeon was like, you cannot go. I'm sorry. Like you will not be healed enough to go sit in a car for 10 plus hours. Um, and so she was devastated. She still is to this day. Um, and we had arranged with basically, <laughs> I don't know how much detail to give. I don't know who listens to this podcast. <laughs> um, <laughs> you give as much detail as you want. <laughs> um technically at the time he was a former youth leader to me but it's super weird because I was at an age where I didn't have any people my age in the youth group and so I most of the time just hung out with the youth leaders and so I kind of I felt that they were more my peers than any like other youth kid that was there that was close to my age Right. Anyways, so we had arranged that this guy was going to come with us um, and we would rent a car. And so um, Erica bailed, not her fault. (laughs) So then it was just me and this other guy. And let me tell you, if you want to get to know someone, spend 10 hours with them in a car. Because, yeah. Yeah. Anyways, we ended up on the drive home I think probably on the drive there is when things were like obviously headed in that direction but on the drive home was when things came to fruition and we were like yeah we're gonna start dating and nobody understands that relationship yeah (laughs) more than I don't understand that relationship yeah (laughs) um but yeah like when you spend that much time in a with in a car with right? somebody it's you, like concentrated yeah. like speed very dating. yeah absolutely it's like that weeks is a of really dating great way packed into one road trip yeah. yeah yeah nobody still understands it myself included um and that's fine like i remember i, I brought it up with someone a couple of weeks ago and they were like oh my gosh that's right you dated him and i was like yeah that's so funny <laughs> but the like gross thing for me <laughs> i whatever it's fine we're going to we're going for it um the gross thing for me at the time was so backstory my parents aren't together they haven't been for a number of years and that's like that's fine whatever yeah um he had a similar situation where his parents weren't together not similar in how it happened or anything very very different for the reasons why but um he i guess had through therapy and whatnot reconciled with his dad. Um, and I was in a good place with my dad at the time, but he was basically telling me that I needed to forgive my dad. And I was just like, I'm sorry. Like, I know we just spent 20 hours in a car together, but like <laughs> you, like, I don't think we've spent you the don't, time <laughs> enough yeah. together. For you, you don't to tell get me to end like, yet. So I would, you know, if I was having grievances or whatever, I would talk to him about it because um, he was my person at the time. Right. And that was kind of how it came out was like, you know, like, I really think that you need to like work on forgiving your dad. And I was like, and that's my cue to leave. Thank you. Goodbye. Uh, <laughs> this oh, was Oh, excuse me. You're telling me how to nice. live my life? Yeah. Uh, bye. <laughs> <laughs> so 
I think that was my first relationship where I was like, I, I like felt very grown up and proud that like, I wasn't going to stand for any sort of crap from someone. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. 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 Which is, I think, a pretty big moment. I mean, unfortunately, it happened, like, in my mid-20s, but... Right. <laughs> at least it happened. Um, yeah. Because that, that's an important lesson to learn at totally, any point in, yeah. your, in your life, let totally. alone in, in your dating life. Yeah. And I think, too, like, you know, there's a certain degree to which women are, especially within the church, are... um encouraged I don't know if that's the right word but directed <laughs> to right just like submit and deal with whatever crap they're being handed you know what I mean yeah like the people I mean people in general at least in my experience they're not taught agency no and yeah. that you are your own person totally and that you have control over what you want for your life totally um and oftentimes it's it's this like absolution of responsibility mm -hmm. like you know i'm not responsible for my life god is responsible for my right. life like right. well you're the one living your life god yeah. is not the one living your life you, you have to have make your own control. choices yeah he's given you the and control <laughs> god has given you a brain yeah and so you better just like use, use it, it you know <laughs> yeah. instead of just bending over backwards totally. for someone else's wants and desires and needs yeah. and mm -hmm. i think that's something that you and i both already expressed in this conversation is that um like with my breakup with my college girlfriend mm -hmm. it was like we do not want the same thing in life and we are going in two different directions and it hurts right now and that sucks and that's fine but we're both better for it and we're both totally. able to live the lives that we want afterwards as a result of not being together right you know and it's yeah. good to be able to see it's hard to be able to see that um definitely hard to be able to see that especially in the moment, but once, especially in the moment. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Once time passes and once, you know, wounds start to heal. Um, and maybe it takes getting into the next relationship. Maybe it just takes a bunch of time. Yeah. But being able to like separate yourself from that moment and being able to see, you know, like this was a good choice is so huge. Like, oh, man. and so important. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I really, I really relate to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's huge. Um yeah, I guess like after after my college girlfriend, I was like trying to date for a little while and I was going to this church and there was all these beautiful girls around and they were all getting <laughs> dated and engaged and married and mothered and you know all this. Like they they went through all the stages and I was yeah. single the entire time that I went there. Mm -hmm. And I, I tried to ask a few of them out and they all turned me down and that's fine. And I mm -hmm. tried to get on the dating apps like Tinder and Bumble and all those and none of those worked. And, you know, you, you just put yourself out there. But every mm -hmm. every no that you get is honestly, for me, it sucked, but it was a learning experience. Totally. I yep. did learn, OK, this is what is like maybe like what quote unquote works to mm -hmm. say to a girl, this is what doesn't work. 98% of the stuff that I said didn't work <laughs> and that's fine, <laughs> but I learned it. Yeah. <laughs> um, and yeah, there was a good like six, seven years where I didn't date anybody in my mid twenties. Mm -hmm. 
and then I finally um, met somebody and we got together and we started dating and we dated for over two years. Mm-hmm. And, um, and you know, the person I'm talking about yeah. and you know, it, it was, it was great. It was a really good relationship mm-hmm. and her and I got along really well. And we were in two different places in life again, mm-hmm. you know, and she wanted me to be somewhere in my life. And I was not, um, I was, at a point where I could not honestly commit to that type of right. life. And it was right. all like church and Jesus stuff. And, yeah, you know, and I mean, we can have a whole episode about <laughs> that, but she, she needed something for me that I was not able to give as far as faith goes. And so sure. we had to split and that really sucked. Like that really, mm-hmm. that one really wrecked me. Mm-hmm. Um, and and now I'm at a place where I can say, like, I learned a ton about myself after mm-hmm. that relationship. And I learned a ton about what I want. And I learned mm-hmm. a ton about what I don't want. Sure. And what I don't yep. want is some crazy Jesus girl that's going <laughs> to want me to believe in her Jesus. <laughs> like, that's right. not that's not what I want at all. I also right. don't want kids. Mm. Right. And I think I've said that on here before, like, I don't want kids, but now I have that freedom after going through such a, a brutal breakup. It was, it was a lot of like self-examination and what do I actually want to, what do I actually not want? And that was one of the things that has come up for me is I don't want kids. Yeah. And that's perfectly fine as well. Mm -hmm. Um, and even, even the time before that relationship those six or seven years that I wasn't dating anybody being single is tough right in a world that tells you that you are supposed to be in a relationship and that you're only fulfilled if you're in a relationship that's not true no it's just it's simply not true you can be a perfectly happy fulfilled content beautiful Mm -hmm. radiant person without ever having been in a relationship totally it is possible yeah Um, it's very hard and it it's so hard. It's hard because of what's coming at you from all different angles. And it's also hard yes. if you are um surrounded by people who are in relationships. I think yeah. that's a that's a really hard thing too. I yeah, I was pretty ignorant of that. I was fairly I was definitely um one who felt a lot more secure when i was in a relationship than when i was mm. out of one even if i was in a relationship that i was like meh this is not my thing like i would just right find a way out or you know we would end that relationship and then i would be looking for the next one um and i think i mean i'm sure that like a therapist would probably tell me that that's something to do with my childhood trauma sure. um uh, which is totally fine. I mean, eventually I figured it out. Eventually I was like, no, nah, like, you know what? It's okay. I don't, I don't need to be in a relationship. Um, and then when I finally was out of one long enough, the same person came back and wanted to get back together. And I was like, ah, <laughs> <laughs> fine, <Yeah>. let's do <laughs> it. <laughs> uh, yeah. But I, f- I feel like, okay. And this is maybe just me putting, like trying to compare our stories is sure. that like I feel like we have sort of opposite experiences that way mm-hmm. in that you were in a relationship a lot longer maybe than you weren't and yes. I was 
not in a relationship a lot longer than I was. Yep. Um, And that teaches you a lot. It teaches you, like, if you're with a bunch of people, then you, I feel like you learn a lot about what you want in a relationship. You learn a lot about what to look for, what not to look for. Totally. Um, But then on the flip side, for me, not being in a relationship, I was able to, like, maybe examine a lot longer and sort of ruminate on that a little bit more about what I maybe wanted. Sure. But I didn't have that experience in a relationship to really like solidify that idea. I think you probably, from your experience, and I mean, obviously I'm speculating, but having spent more time by yourself and, and being in that state of singleness for longer than I was, I think you probably, um, prepared yourself better as an individual for the next relationship. Whereas I was doing Mm. a lot of like, nope, don't want that. And the next person don't want that. Yep. I'll take that. Like, you know, this is like a a pros and cons list to the type of person that I would want to be with. Um, whereas I didn't necessarily then spend a lot of time just being myself and, and figuring out who I was granted the last long-term relationship I had before getting married, um, I definitely came out of that relationship realizing a lot about who I was as a person. And I, and Mm. I actually remember that, that ex (laughs) coming up to me or not coming up to me. That sounds like a weird thing to say, but having a conversation with him and him, um, just like noticing the change in me since we had dated, of how um, different and confident that I was since being right. with him in a relationship and just like, wow, yeah, like kind of That's had this huge, moment actually. of, yeah, where like, I don't think he necessarily went so far as he was proud of me, but just like that he was happy to see me sort of like in my own element and, mm. and being the kind of person that I think ultimately he wanted me to be when we were together, but that I wasn't able to be because of our relationship and and the dynamic that we had. But right. Um, yeah, I think there's definitely pros and cons to spending time in like solitude <laughs> right? for sure. Yeah. yeah. Well, and pros and cons to being in a relationship, like on again, off again, or, I mean, or in another sure. relationship. I feel so stereotypically that the way that I did it is the less um, popular and <laughs> less encouraged way of doing it. Sure. But not to say it's not popularized, though, because sure. I'm thinking about like Friends and How I Met yes, Your Mother. Yes. And yes. like all Very these much. shows that 100%. really glorified well, that. Oh my gosh, even like, Hollywood today. To- Hollywood, oh my goodness! Literally yeah. jumping from relationship to relationship. I, yeah. yeah, I mean, at least that's how the public eye sees it. But that's fair, yeah. Um, but it's it's that glorification of moving from one person to the next. And, totally. You know, in the case of um, How I Met Your Mother, it's like you know putting another another check in the mm-hmm. box of mm-hmm. or uh, adding up the tally of girls you've slept with, and I'm like, sure. that's just. Yeah. I mean, that's gross. That's yeah. gross for sure. It's gross. That way. We do not support that. Was that not my ultimate goal. <laughs> that was yeah. not my ultimate goal in jumping yeah. one, from one relationship to another. Um, yeah. yeah. But that that's this like beautiful, fun, like light, fancy free image of what dating. Sure. Yeah. Is, or can look like. Sure. But yep. in in these types of shows, it's like the ideal 
quote unquote ideal of what a relationship should look like is you're right. going from one person to the next, to the next, to the next, until you 100%. find your person. Yeah. yeah. Which I mean, ultimately a person does just how much time in between is the variable. Totally. Um, yeah. Cause I think yeah, and that's fair. if you are a person who is wanting a long-term life partner, whether it be just a life partner or a spouse or, um, you know, beyond whatever, I don't know what's beyond that, mm-hmm. but anyways, um, I think that ultimately that is what you're doing when you are moving from one relationship to the next, you are trying right. to find the, um, like, I don't think any perfect partner exists. I certainly don't believe in like soulmates personally. Mm. Um, but to find a person who you are most compatible with, who you, um, mm, want yeah. to spend your life with, who you want to build a family with, whatever that looks like. And just the life in general, like, um, yeah, I don't know. It's interesting. So my girlfriend and I were talking about this the other night that there's like people that find it okay to be in like polyamorous relationships. And I think if that works for you, that's fine. I'm totally here for it. Um, And like, I also realized we're talking from a certain perspective of being straight, like cis people and being in committed really or committed, but like you're, you're married and I'm dating, but we're in like, monogamous type relationships yeah i guess committed sure yeah um and so we're we're coming at it from a certain perspective if you don't want to admit that maybe looks different but it's committed (laughs) i don't know yeah yes like committed monogamous like exclusive you know we are only with the person that we're with and that's it um and also we are with people of the opposite sex and that's great And so like fully acknowledging that there's people outside of our experience, that there are people within the LGBTQ community that Mm -hmm. have it a lot more difficult and Mm -hmm. they have a lot more hurdles to overcome and they have a lot more to figure out Mm -hmm. and all my love and support to all of you in that life. Um, Mm -hmm. But we, we were talking about us, like about her and I both being the type of person that is like, strictly monogamous that once you find a person and you're dating that person no one else outside of that person even like um is an option you know and we were talking about this whole like idea of cheating and the idea of cheating to me is so foreign and weird and i cannot ever think about getting to that like i it's so foreign a concept to me to mm-hmm. cheat on somebody because mm-hmm. I'm so monogamous and like I'm so focused on the one person that I'm dating because mm-hmm. I want to build a relationship with them. I don't mm-hmm. want to build a relationship with anyone else. Like mm-hmm. I'm committed to this person. Um, and I don't know if that like, because right now, like I'm dating and it's been almost a year that my girlfriend and I have been going out, which is crazy. Like time mm-hmm. flies. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm wondering for you, like, what what have you observed in your own dating life into engagement into marriage and now being a mom and a parent with Matt like how has that that trajectory of like I'm committed to you like how has that evolved all the way through like from dating to where you are now when like without getting into so much detail when Matt and I started dating um, I obviously let him in on like my past and 
um, you know, past relationships, we kind of had the classic, like, how many people have you been with? Mm, yeah. What do those relationships look like, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but I also went into like my family history and what that looked like. And some of the um, just like triggering slash trauma things that I had in my childhood that when I when I got into a relationship that was either heading towards marriage or was, you know, remotely close to the idea of marriage. Mm. No, you know what? Not even if it was like a long-term relationship, like, um, (laughs) I mean, any, what am I trying to say? Any, any person that I dated was always a, um, potential, husband in my mind. Like I, I was not, I was not a person who just like had flings necessarily. I would, um, you know, I either knew who I dated prior to dating or, you know, had hung out with a couple of times before we legit started dating, but it was never like, I wasn't, I wasn't dating people to just like date people. That wasn't right. And I think I remember actually explicitly saying that to a couple of them. Like, I'm not a person who just like dates to date. Like, I am a person who is trying to find a spouse. Um, like, I do want to get married one day. Um, and so if, you know, at any point, like, marriage isn't for you, you know, this isn't work. Like, let's just mm-hmm. be real about that kind of thing. Um, and anyone, yeah, when we got kind of past that, And it was this committed relationship, which to me is like, same thing. Like, this is a monogamous relationship. Like, I'm not going to be dating other people while I'm dating you. Um, Yeah, like, I am committed to you. And that's not like a lifelong commitment. That's just like a, this is, it's you and me. It's not anyone else kind of thing. Yeah. Um, And then I would, yeah, then I would share you know, family stuff that may have happened. But with Matt, when, I mean, our, our timeline (laughs) in comparison to some of the timelines that I had just as a dating history, like we got engaged after eight months of dating. Um, we were in our, well, he was in his thirties. <laughs> I was in my late twenties. And so yeah. for most of the people in my circle that were already married, that was, that was like on the older side of things. And so sure. it's not that we felt rushed into it. We certainly didn't. Um, I think that we just both had had, um, a quote unquote track record <laughs> of sure. dating that, um, we were very sure of what we didn't want in a relationship, um, and what we had with each other, uh, sort of provided what we did want in a life partner, in a, in a spouse. And so once, I mean, I, yeah, like we had talked about family history, all of that kind of stuff. Like I was pretty open with him from the get go, but I remember we did, um, some very like light, <laughs> very light, not intense at all. Um, premarital counseling. Um, okay. yep. and in hindsight, I do wish that it was a bit more intensive than what it was, but that's okay. <laughs> um, it's all good. It was like, it was what we needed, but it wasn't what I thought I was going to be getting out of premarital. But anyways, that's besides the point. Gotcha. Um, 
one of the things that came up and I can't remember what we were talking about or um, what the probing question was or anything like that. But um, I remember saying to him just specifically something that I had experienced as a kid with my dad um, that when an argument were to arise, um, this was one thing that Matt was not allowed to do as a reaction to an argument. Um, and I sort of said, like, I know that there will be times like when we need our space and we need to just sort of step away from that argument, but you Mm. cannot handle, um, the situation in this specific way because it was something that I had experienced as a kid. Okay. Gotcha. If that makes sense. Um, And so that would be essentially very triggering for me if he did the same thing to me. Um, And so like other, like, I don't know that that was a tangent. I don't know why I felt like I needed to say that, but. um, But I think that's important for people to hear too, that there are boundaries within a relationship that shouldn't be crossed. If it's the request of one of the people in the relationship. And if that boundary for you is if we're arguing and you do this, that's not okay. Yeah. Then that's something that's a conversation that needs to be had before it becomes an issue. Totally. Exactly. Like for my girlfriend and I too, and I'll just say like one little thing, her and I are both like very analytical in the way that we approach conflict. Sure. Like we've had a few disagreements, but it hasn't been fights. Right. It's been okay. We both know this isn't going to work out well for us if one of us gets mad sure. at the other person because this thing happened. Yeah. So we'll put it on the back burner and we'll talk about it later when mm. we've both mm. had time to think about yes. it. Yeah. When we've both had time to assess the situation and where we can both speak reasonably about it without emotions getting in the way. 100%. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And that for us has been super helpful. Yeah. It's, it's good to have that mindset. And I think... I think being in a relationship when you're in your early 20s, you don't have that. And it's not because we're not smart or not intelligent. You just don't have that level of maturity to be able to say this is how we should be handling this kind of a conflict. Yeah, yeah. I I feel like a lot of the things you do at that time in your life are so reactionary. Totally. And you're just doing the things that other people in your life are doing without actually being able to analytically look at it and articulate what you're feeling and what you need in that situation. Totally. There you're, you're, yeah, it reminds me. So I was, I can't remember a a reel maybe on Instagram. I'm not sure what it was, but it was a conversation that someone is having with Brene Brown. Um, and she, um, I haven't read enough of her stuff. I really like her and I really like the, the few things that I have read of hers, but, um, I really want to like, yeah, immerse myself in her, (laughs) in her brain. Um, but she was saying that, um, this idea of being in a 50 50 relationship is just Mm. not something that her and her spouse share. Um, it's not a realistic way of, of being in a relationship because the reality is like, and she gave an example, I don't remember exactly what she was talking about, but I'll sort of skirt around the idea. Um, but she was talking about how sometimes her husband comes home from whatever it is he comes home from. And he's like, Hey babe, like, listen, I have about 20, I have 20% right now. Like I, you know, like this is where I'm at. This was the kind of day I had. Um, I don't have much more to give. Um, and 
I'm letting you know that kind of thing. And she's like, okay, mm. so that means that I need to take care of the 80%. Do I have it? No, not necessarily. Um, but also there are some days where we both only have 20%. And so then yeah. we, and she was just saying like, we sit at the table and we have a conversation of like, how can we be in this space together and love each other and respect each other, even though, you know, we don't have a lot left in our bucket to give to one another. And so mm. how do we come at our relationship for this day um, to make it through and respect each other until we can have a reset for the next day? Right. And I just thought that was so, um, like, it's so simple, but it's so uh, enlightening. Like, it's just, it's important to realize regardless what kind of really, and maybe that's a bit too flippant to say, but regardless of what kind of relationship you're in, there has to be a level of understanding of where that other person is coming from. Um, yes. because yeah. you know, we don't yeah. know. Um, and it's simple. Like I, this is maybe a more of a metaphor, but I was chatting with Matt the other day and, um, I'm at home with the girls, um, every day. Uh, we don't have childcare. Um, you know, grandparents don't come and like take over for me. And that's maybe a bit my own fault, but that's fine. Um, so it's me and the girls all day. Matt yeah. goes out of the house to work. I stay yeah. in the house to work. Um, and so even just something as simple as lunches, um, I, we're both eating the same leftover lunch from the day before, right. but he yeah. is leaving the house to eat that lunch. And yeah. I'm staying in the house. So when I'm on like day three or four of eating leftovers, that never happens. We don't have that much leftovers. When right. I'm on day two <laughs> of eating those leftovers, I'm like getting annoyed that I'm eating those leftovers. And I had this realization that like, you get to take your leftovers out of the house. And I would much rather on day two, instead of eating the same thing again, just like order, skip the dishes because I'm so tired. I'm so tired of figuring out what Parker is going to eat for lunch. And I'm so mm. tired of eating the same thing for lunch. And it's so stupid, but it's kind of just like that thing of realizing where the other person is coming from and understanding that their experience is different. So this idea of 50, 50 is it's not 50, 50. No one, no one is putting in yeah. half the amount of effort all the time. Yeah. I mean, you'll have days where you're putting half the amount of effort, but the the reality of the other person putting in half the effort is not necessarily true. And do you both need to like figure out a way to make it 100%? No, you can no. have crappy days and you can sit in those crappy moments, but having a way to understand the other person, understand that they too are having a crappy moment um, and figure out a way to get through that together yeah. Um, yeah. will drastically impact the evening that you have together. You can either sit on opposite ends of the couch and scroll on your individual phones or, right. you yeah. know, you can actually just like sit and be with each other and yeah. share in your commiserating. <laughs> yeah. I really love that, that 50, 50 splitting and that one person can come home with 20 and the other person kind of has to try and muster up the other 80. Right. Yeah. But that whole framework really um allows for the fluidity of life yes. to come into play mm -hmm. so it's not you take care of this 50 percent, and then i'll take care of this 50 percent, 
and we know what our 50% totally. are, yeah. but there's no overlap. And, mm-hmm. and like this kind of gets into gender roles a little bit. Sure. And like I don't mind doing dishes. I don't mm-hmm. mind cleaning. I don't mind doing the laundry. A, because I have to do that on my own anyway because <laughs> I live by myself. <laughs> so I have to do that stuff anyway. But this whole like gender norms thing of like, well, you know, mom has got to be home and watching the kids and making all the meals and dad's got to go and make totally. the money and bring it home and then flop on the couch and have a beer, right? Like, you know, and all the other things that are, that come along with that stuff. Mm-hmm. It's, it just doesn't work. And again, it doesn't allow for the fluidity of life mm-hmm. and allowing someone to come home with 30% and you got to try and make up the 70 or maybe you both have 30% and you can well, and knowing that it's okay to not make up the 70. Together. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like exactly. it doesn't have to be 100% all the time. You can have yeah. two 20% in the tank. Totally. But then funny, like try and restart it the next day. Exactly. Tomorrow's a new day. It's funny too cuz yeah. with this whole idea of gender roles. So Matt actually does the majority of the cooking in our house. Um Right. And that's just kind of, I mean, we never really said this is your job. We never like, he just, he's a really good cook. Um, and (laughs) sometimes I'm just like, I I don't want to do it. (laughs) Like I, I just, I'm like, (laughs) I figured out our lunches so you can cook for us for the evening. Um, but there have been times where he comes home and it's just been a day with the kids. And, you know, as much as I maybe don't want to do the cooking, I'm like, here are your girls. (laughs) you go and take them yeah, away from me sure. and I will Mama do the needs a break in the tonight. kitchen. You know, yeah. like it's not a break for me, but it's, it's a break from what I was doing. Um, right. and so just sort of getting my head around that, it's been a bit of a challenge every once in a while. I'm like, actually, you know what? Like I, I literally want to go and sit in a dark room and not talk to anyone and not do anything for like 45 minutes. Thank yeah. you so much. But you know, supper needs to happen. It's pretty difficult. It's one thing to like reheat leftovers at lunch, but it's a different, you know, Parker really these days loves to be a sous chef, but really the sous chef in her is like, "Mm, I can stand on my tower and then I can access the red peppers that you're cutting and I can eat them while you're (laughs) cutting more. Um, She's a mooch. Oh, for sure. She's a mooch. Um, so it's just, yeah, I don't know. Anyways, I don't know if that's even relevant, but but I, th- yeah. I think the gender rules thing is something to be aware of and consider and have that conversation with your partner. Mm-hmm. You know, like, what do you expect me to do as far as the house is concerned? Am yeah. I expected to go out and shovel the snow? Right. Am I expected to do the chores around the house? Am I expected to make all the all the food and yeah. clean all the dishes yeah. and make the money and mm-hmm. all the things, right? Like. W- or is there areas where we're okay overlapping, yeah. right? Like, are we both okay cooking? Do we yeah. both enjoy cleaning yeah. the house? And right? it's good. I mean, I would say speaking from experience, but I feel like we've done a pretty good job. Um, when you're in a relationship, you know, where you are cohabitating, I suppose, to just generalize, sure. I think it's good to set those expectations up before you, um, you know, start to live together because if you don't have them before you can certainly um experience resentment <laughs> towards the other person Absolutely. because you yeah. haven't set those expectations both for yourself but also for the two of you together yeah. um 
Yeah. Like, I mean, I look at one of my girlfriends, she's got three kids. She's been a stay at home mom for like, I mean, her oldest is seven. So she's been a stay at home mom for almost seven years. She went back to work between number one, number two, but, um, she is so good. She has like every day of the week is like, like Monday is laundry day. Tuesday is cleaning the bathrooms. Wednesday is washing the floors. And I'm just, I look at her and I'm just like, how like I can't even get the freaking toys back in the basket like what on earth and Matt has never I mean he can probably hear me right now but he has never said like come home and been like why didn't you clean up after the kids or why didn't you you know like there's never been an expectation maybe inside of his mind he comes in and he's like wow this place is a total dump house Um, (laughs) but like he's not He's not relaying that to me because he knows that like, it's a lot with two little kids. And if he was to say that out loud, it would not do well for your relationship. (laughs) It just would would not not. do. (laughs) Yeah. I would be going to sit in the dark room for more than 45 minutes and saying, good luck. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But I think like there's, you know, we've gotten to a place now we've been married, I guess, almost, almost almost four years oh four years this month wow Wow. um it's so little but it's so long (laughs) it's funny (laughs) um but I think we've gotten to a place where like we have a bit of like this unspoken understanding like there there is there are things that we have that you know that we don't have to say to each other in order to make something happen or do in order you know but there there's like still a crap ton of learning to do for sure but um yeah, I think we've sort of settled into a bit of a routine that way. So sure. Do I wish my house was a lot cleaner? One hundred p, absolutely. Sure. But the reality of me picking up toys when my toddler goes down for her hour long nap is that after that hour long nap, all of those toys will be out on the floor again. So yeah. is there any point? I like think pick your no. battles. <laughs> Right. I think no. Yeah. Do, if I have to vacuum, sure. I'll put those toys away so that I can vacuum. Sure. Do yeah. I sometimes just push the toys around with the vacuum and hope that I'm getting Absolutely. up most of the dog hair? Absolutely. I do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it's funny. Like you, you're talking about like cohabitating. I right at the beginning of COVID. And I guess this podcast was born out of COVID. Sure. So, um, but right at the beginning of the pandemic, there was two months that I was like living at my ex's place mm. um, because that was just what was necessary as per COVID restrictions sure. and my working situation while also my roommate situation. And like long story short, I had a roommate that I was working with that was um, and like, you know, we're friends and it was fine, but there was a, uh, there was a setup at the beginning of COVID where we split up the store and he was on one team and I was right. on another team. Right. And if his team got sick, then my team right. had to go in and replace him. And so it ended up being that it's probably not safe for us to live in the same house sure. if we're trying to Avoid. stay apart from each yeah. other while not contaminating each other in the sure. mutual workplace. Anyway, so there was like two months that I was living with her and it was great. And I learned so much about myself and mm-hmm. so much about what it means to live in another place with someone else that you're also dating that you're mm-hmm. in a committed relationship mm-hmm. with and and another man. thing too to move into her space yeah absolutely. that is that is um yeah yeah 
I think if I had any advice for relationships, yeah, I think it's better if you can to move into a place together rather than to move into one of the other's place. Because that's that's what you did with Matt. Because he owns mm-hmm. or he owned the house that you mm-hmm. both are living in now, mm-hmm. and you moved into that house. Mm-hmm. And here we are. I mean, he wasn't here. He wasn't here super long before we got married anyways. Right. And he also is pretty chill when it comes to like I came in and just changed the heck out of this place <laughs> instantaneously. Yeah. I think I was actually yeah. painting before I moved in here. Um Dang. yeah. That's yeah. cool. But but yeah, like I learned a lot about myself and about relationships in general just mm-hmm. by being there for like two months yeah let alone four years let yeah. alone my parents that have been married for over sure 30 years 35 yeah. years right mm-hmm. crazy mm-hmm. yeah yeah it's anyway. quite something i'm sure yeah, he but- like is tired of me want like i yeah all of our renovations i'm like okay next project and he's like yeah um, no <laughs> yeah but yeah no it's um Relationships. relationships are hard yeah they are they're they take work. work and i think that's that's the biggest thing the biggest takeaway and i think most people know that i think people yeah. not that we're here to say if you don't know <laughs> now you know yeah newsflash like, <laughs> relationships yeah. take a lot of work yeah yeah i it it is i think it's the reality and it's good to sort of say it out loud sometimes because mm-hmm. you know i think there's like this faux pas and i think I probably thought it before I was married too, that like once you're married, you're just smooth sailing. Yeah. Um, that it's easy street. Totally. Because you're married now. So, you know, none of the, none of the whatever things like you, the petty things that like you have to like push those aside. And I mean, I think to a certain extent you do, but I don't think it takes a marriage to need to sort of pick your battles, but sure. Um, if anything, when you get married, it takes more commitment to um, sort of be on the same page as your partner because it's mm. a little bit more complicated if you are yeah. to break up. <laughs> so a little bit, just yeah. a little bit. But well, I think I think even from a dating perspective, right now where I'm at, it takes work. Sure, and it takes work if you're single. Oh, absolutely. You have to work on yourself. Yeah, you have to work on. Being there's okay always, with the person yeah, there's that always you a relationship are. involved. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I think the most important relationship you have is with the person that lives in your own head. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. And then to extend that further into a relationship, the second most important relationship you have is with the person that lives in the other person's head that you're in a relationship <laughs> yes. with, right? Yes. Yeah. That you know, you have to do a lot of work to get to know that person and you have to do a lot of work to get to know the person in your own head. Mm-hmm. And it's not as simple as moving into a house and then, oh, well, we have a ring on it. And, mm-hmm. you know, now we got this beautiful house and maybe you don't have a house. Maybe you're renting. Mm-hmm. Maybe you're living with your parents and that's okay. Everything life okay. happens. Yeah. It's tough. Well, and I mean, the but it takes market, work. Good luck. Yeah. Jeez, like, so, am I ever going to own a house? Oh I don't my know. gosh. I don't know if I will. Yeah, it's it's a yeah, it's a sucky thing. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. Anyway, all that to say, relationships take work. They do. And it's a lot of work. But you know what? There's a lot of reward from them in many different ways. And it doesn't yeah. necessarily mean that it's like an immediate reward from being with that person. 
it can be. Like, I mean, there's still things to this day that I reflect on um, past relationships from and just say like, sure. oh, I learned so much from that situation. And yeah, yeah. Um, I think that will continue to happen and it will happen hopefully like from year to year as we, I really want to, yeah. Hmm, yeah. I would love to have like one of those on your anniversary, like you reflect and it's just like a cutesy little like mm, reflect yeah. on the past, whatever. But yeah. We, see how you've grown. Mm-hmm. See what you've learned. I can't yeah. even think of what we did for our anniversary last year. <laughs> <laughs> Kids, yeah. I tell you. Yeah. Anyway, we should get to a download. Yeah. We're at, we're at like an hour and 20. Let's, let's move along. Almost. Crazy. Download, um, I, I just finished last night. I just finished actually a series that your husband recommended to me. Oh. It's called um, Shiny Happy People. Happy Shiny People. Oh, is this know. a show? Yeah. Okay. It's on Amazon Prime. Shiny Happy I'm just going to find it. I feel like I... Um, yeah. I think it was I Shiny Happy People. Sounds yeah. familiar. And so it's, it's the show all about... It's like a documentary series about... The Duggars oh. and the Duggar family, and like the 19 kids and counting show on TLC that like really that blew then? up. He watched, I, well, I don't know if he watched it. He may have. You've he definitely recommended a rift that I watch it. in our it. relationship because <laughs> I have been wanting to watch Sorry, that Matt. show. What a dork. Okay. I don't know if he if he watched it or not, but well, why he would said, he be recommending to it to you? It. Okay. We'll find out after this. Well, Anyways, it's, it's all good, but. It was all about this yes, the family that I'm sure a lot of people are aware of. It's a TLC and show. It's a TLC show, 19 Kids and Counting. And are they it Mormon? started off with, no, they're not Mormon, but they're definitely like fundamentalist Christians. Sure. okay. And homeschooling. Yeah. And they have so many kids. And it was this whole, it, it was it was pretty gnarly. Yeah, I'm I've not going to lie. Yeah. It was a tough watch. Um, and a lot of the stuff, whose perspective is it from? I'm curious. It is from the perspective of family and people associate, I guess like people outside of the Duggar family that knew them. Okay. They were like friends with the parents and, um, they had one of the cousins on and one of the daughters and her husband were right. on Jill I think, and right? yeah, Jill. Yeah, I've seen a lot of and that. It was, it was gnarly like full trigger warning it was like i don't know it was like molestation and well the one brother is in jail and like yeah like the one brother went to jail for child pornography yeah oldest brother like disgusting yeah and all of well and there's this whole organization like this homeschooling organization that they were very heavily associated with um where people that were also associated with this organization sued the organization. They sued the head of the thing. Oh my gosh. Uh, it was Jim Gothard. And he was like a sexual predator Ooh. with a lot of the girls in this thing. It was, it's gross. It's really bad. Interesting. I, really I do want to watch bad. it. I'm very curious. I so definitely. If, if you want to, if yeah. you want to go down like the emotional and <laughs> theological and, just yeah disgusting world of um fundamentalist christianity and homeschooling uh shiny happy people 
it's it's aye, something. Aye, aye. It's something. But uh, I, yeah, it was it was a good watch though. It really was. Hmm. Um, I enjoyed it, and it was a tough watch, but it was very eye opening hmm. for sure. Cool. Um, I also what is it now? What is it now? I've been listening to Dungeons and Daddies still. So, it's this D&D yeah. podcast. I'm on season two. I'm almost caught up, which is kind of impressive. Hmm. Um, but this show has been really, really fun. It's been very fun. So 10 out of 10. If you are if you like D&D and you haven't listened to Dungeons and Daddies, go check it out. If you don't like D&D and you want to listen to a bunch of people <laughs> riff and make inappropriate jokes while role-playing people in a fantasy world, give it a go. <laughs> Um, so not my thing so uh, not your thing and that's totally fine yeah um i'm sure i have a lot more downloads but the one thing that i'll finish with is i met up for beers yesterday with an old buddy of mine um haven't really hung up with him in a long time and it was very good to see him it was really good to catch up um but we went to 33 acres in calgary which is a pub no it's a brewery uh, Oh, this was a, in Vancouver, in right? Vancouver, yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So the original location is in Vancouver, and I've been to the original location, mm-hmm. and it's terrific. And now they have a location in Calgary, and it is equally terrific. That's it's cool. so good. I'm so happy that this beer is now also brewed in my hometown. That's awesome. Where I can just like drive downtown and get some. Thirty three um, brewing. Thirty three acres. Acres. Yeah, it's top shelf. If you if you like beer at all. Definitely go check them out. Oh, it's right by. Uh, okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah. Just going to put a pin in that for later. Um, It's right near um, Native Tongues, which I love. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, That's cool. Yeah, it was great. So I had their like hazy IPA. Nice. Which I think I had in Vancouver when I was there, too. Hmm. And oh, it's, it's, it's just so, so good. That's so it's good. Just, it's just so good. That's funny. Yeah. And then also went to like a brewery on Sunday. Yes. Sunday afternoon, evening for my girlfriend's birthday, which was this past Cute. weekend. So Thanks. happy which, birthday, honey. Which brewery was uh, that? Old Beautiful. Oh, nice. Down in, down in Inglewood. It's an oldie, but a goodie. I love it there. That's a good one. Yeah. yeah I um, I also went to a brewery recently, which is like, Did whoa, Who Andrea, what? <laughs> Um, yeah, we went to, I went and met up with Rachel, um, and we went to Bitter Sisters, Bitter Sisters Brewery. Um, it's on Heritage. It's, it's in the South part of the Calgary. (laughs) Um, but it is South of downtown. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Um, but apparently it's like two sisters legit own it. Um, oh, cool. apparently they're not bitter is what the, our server said. They're actually really nice. Sure. They're not. Um, sure. <laughs> <laughs> but it was a, yeah, it was, I've driven past it a couple of times and wanted to check it out. So it just sort of worked out and she was like, I drive past it all the time too. And I was like, great. Sweet. Um, so that was fun. Um, what did I have? I don't know. I haven't had beer in so long. I had to like screenshot a picture to Matt and be like, would I like this one? <laughs> um, <laughs> that's great and he was like yeah i think you would and i like mostly did but yeah it was okay um nice and then i'm still plowing through i don't i don't make a lot of time for tv anymore it's just like 
I don't, it's not my way to decompress these days, but, um, when I do watch, I'm making my way through life in pieces. Um, Oh yes. Everyone has the the same reaction. It's so good. It's Um, really fun. So I'm watching it for the first time. Like I never watched it. So nice. Um, I think I'm on season two. Um, I love that they're just like short episodes. It's so nice. Yeah. They're like 20 minutes. Yeah. It's great. Um, yeah. So I'm watching that yeah. and then I'm currently, really it is a good one. I'm currently reading, um, it's taking me a long time to get through it, but what am I reading? It's called, uh, seven days in June. Okay. Oh, how cool. cute. It's June now. Um, yeah, it's how pretty good. It's, um, I'm really enjoying. So Reese Witherspoon, this is a tangent. Um, but Reese Witherspoon has a book club, um, that she just basically posts a bunch of authors books to try and get the word out about them. Yeah. Um, which is really cool. And then her production company, hello sunshine, um, produces some series and movies and whatnot of some of these books. Um, oh, cool. Yeah. It's really, really cool. So oh, that's great. The last, Why not, right? the last thing he told me is a series yeah. on Netflix um, and that's based off of a book from her book club and it's a really good book and it's a pretty mm. good series. Um, I enjoyed it. We made our, we, we, it's a short series, but we made our way through it and it's quite enjoyable. Um, but yeah, I know there was a book from her birth, from her birth club, from her book club, <laughs> um, that I bought before it was on her book club and it was called, I'm still here by Austin Channing Brown. Oh yes. Yeah. And it's. Yeah, it's a good it's, one. Yeah. Oh man, yeah. is it ever good? It's a heavy one, but it's good. It's heavy, but yeah, um, I haven't finished good. that one. But that's another one that I do want to go back and read. Yeah, there's quite a few. Like Daisy Jones and the Six is, I think, maybe in her book club or was in her book club at one point. Okay. Um. And oh, there's like there's another one that's also a TV series right now, like Tiny Little Things or something like that. I can't remember what it's called. I haven't I haven't read it. But yeah, lots of good, lots of good books. So that's my, my drink, my watch and my read. Heck yeah. (laughs) Nice. We got the trifecta. (laughs) It's all here. It's all there. But anyways. Cool. That's a good good chat. Yeah. 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 (laughs) The end. Aced it, nailed it, can't be stopped. We did it. being here. We did the thing. We oh I guess we could talk about really quickly um this summer we're gonna head yeah. into a summer series again um and we're still sort of brainstorming what it looks like but um yeah. we will hopefully have a better idea next time and then can I guess chat more about it but we've sort of played with this idea of um I don't even remember <laughs> I guess like teaching each oh, other yeah. things yeah teaching each other something about a topic yeah or um, yeah so we each take like 15 20 minutes and then we run through this is the world of hair products and then we go Get through lost. hair products or i don't know <laughs> is whatever, that yours it's it not mine no 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 i'm just, <laughs> I'm just pulling out a random one we're like this is the world of D&D. bobbleheads How about and D&D? figurines you could teach D&D. me about D&D. That it could feels be a D&D lot D&D more um, i could do a D one yeah. i don't know if i should do a D one I don't know. We'll see. We'll find Again, out. Again, we're still brainstorming. Yeah. Um, but we're hoping. But I, w- I would like to talk about something like F1. I've yes, really been getting into yes, that. I think have. that would be fun. 
Um, we'll we see. are hoping anyway. though to get some interviews set up over the summer. So if yeah. you are interested in coming on the podcast and want to chat about yeah. anything and everything, whether it's a theme related, whether it is um, just like a topic or whatever, um, shoot us a message because we're always looking totally. for new guests and we would love to get some recording done over the summer so that come fall when life is crazy busy starting yep. up again, we just have some in our back pocket to um, upload onto the platform. So yeah, definitely. Mm -hmm. So if, if you made it this far into this episode, well. <laughs> definitely send us, send us a message. Thanks for listening. Uh, and <laughs> thanks for listening. And also, would you like to also listen with us as we talk together? <laughs> uh, that was a weird way of I saying, don't... do you want to be on the podcast? This is a strange way but we've, sure. I guess this is something else we've been talking about too. Like a lot of the episodes have been focused on like job titles sure, and what yeah. people do for work and for money. And that's great. And there's some incredible stories that have come out of that. Mm -hmm. um, but we also just want to hear about your experiences and your life and yeah. what makes you the way that you are mm -hmm. and what makes you view the world the way that you do. So really like that's sort of the heart of this podcast anyway. Mm -hmm. It's like the experiences that shape us in unexpected ways. Totally. Right? Well, and I think that's kind of how our last, um, whatever last couple our episode with Maddie uh came about yeah. like she just you know had listened or no she hadn't even listened to a podcast she just saw something on Instagram and it sort of sparked a conversation and then that yeah. was how that episode became a thing and there's been some really really positive feedback from it which is awesome um and we love to hear that people are just kind of being encouraged um about hearing yeah. you know part of her story so if you got some relationship stuff you want to talk about, <laughs> hit us up. <laughs> hit us up. And if you were any of the aforementioned people that we may or may not have mentioned somehow skirting around you in this podcast, we're sorry, not sorry. And we can talk about it later. <laughs> I was going to say we could talk about it on the podcast. No, maybe not. <laughs> Let's not say we did. Let's not and say we didn't actually. Let's not and say we did. Yeah. Hilarious. Anyway. anyway. Have a great rest well, of your night. You have a great rest of your night. I will try. You should do that. <laughs> I also will try. Should be good. Do it, yeah. Okay, okay. bye.